TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. to another episode of Changing Attitude, <laughs> a 2021 look back at the Attitude Era of the WWF, WWE. I am your host this week, Ori the Draw, and of course, joined with me on this crazy, crazy ride is Podfather Mags and the Texas Gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing doing great. (laughs) Yeah, Tanner is in a better mood this week than he was last week. Let's everything sucked last week for Tanner. So, so I I I gotta start the show by apologizing because I was in a bad mood last week. For those who don't know, my car broke down and my phone broke on the same weekend. So I was utterly pissed off most of last weekend. But now, but now we've watched an amazing. I'm okay. Man City and Liverpool game. Yeah. And that that changed things right around for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Liverpool always tends to cheer me up. And when they perform very well, like they did today, then it makes me happy. And, was, um, I was in on that we, chat for Radio Tackers. This, the first yes. half was a little slow, a lot of back and forth, but that yes. second half was killer. Yes. Uh, I we, never we, thought we, I'd be a person that yeah, I, I never thought I'd be a person who enjoyed soccer. I felt like it would be like, I'm sorry, Mags, football. Oof, football. I'm going to kick you out the stream then. Jeez. But, you know, I felt like it was kind of like watching NASCAR, just taking left turns all day. But I really, really enjoyed this game today. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't, Liverpool didn't win. They they, they drew with Manchester City. But it's, um, when you get two of the best teams on the planet playing against each other, um yeah, you you can expect really fun things to happen, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that's the way it was today, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a pleasure having you in that chat. It was a lot of fun, and Mags, you're doing well as well. Yeah, yeah thanks. I think <laughs> I was no, I was asking. Mags, you're doing okay. well. Yeah, okay. that's why I well. lifted Mags my voice can't. at the end. Are you doing well? I do apologize. Yeah, I'm doing great. We had a, a relatively early UFC stream last night. Um, um, only, only started at midnight, so that's pretty pretty early for, for me, uh, which was great. Loads of uh, brutal knockouts. Uh, a, a cool football game with, uh, with Tanner and Matt on Radio Tech. I'm definitely going to check that out. And then uh, rounding off the, the weekend with... Uh, a fun chat about one of the best episodes of Raw we've watched so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a great weekend. It was definitely an interesting show, so let's go ahead and hop into it. We start off the show with a really big Stone Cold Steve Austin video package promo. Mm. Um, this is kind of the biggest push that we've seen for them with Austin since he's won King of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, at least it feels like it's it's been the most they've pushed him since he won King of the Ring. Which yeah, is, of course, where we started this journey. Yeah, that's one of the more surprising things about going back and, and uh, starting where we started at King of the Ring. Um, I, in, I seem to remember Austin being huge from the get-go. As soon as like we we get the King of the Ring win, the day after it's it's Austin three sixteen, and then then we run with that train. But it's not been. We've seen yeah. him mm-hmm. kind of almost float. We've seen him revisit the the feud with Savio Vega. Uh, but now we're seeing him really get that push. Uh, he's now going up against the champion in the main event of this this show. He gets the opening package. There's a couple of um, spots where he gets uh, interview uh, time and promotion time. Yeah, we, we're now uh, four months on from from um, King of the Ring finally getting that, that Austin 316 that, that we know and love, and we're getting all the, the mannerisms and all the all the uh, the memes of, of Austin. Uh, the uh, Austin three sixteen says, "I just whoop your ass." All that stuff is is really coming together, uh, yeah, and it's going to really hopefully ramp up in the in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. And in the video package, they they make allusions to the fact that Tanner's favorite man here, Shawn Michaels, the champ, looks beatable. 
I mean, he's he's great. Sean is great. Of course, um, he's great. But he looks beautiful. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I, I've never owned a Shawn Michaels shirt like I've owned an Austin three sixteen shirt. I will, I will definitely say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the promo talks about how um, Sean is kind of, uh, you know, he looks beatable. He he looks vulnerable. I think maybe um, I, don't, I don't know if they which word they use there, but. Um, that that Austin's coming in, he smells blood in the water. Is is what they've <laughs> well, said, um, and it's interesting what Mags noted here too. Is you know we started this podcast with the intent of hey, it's King of the Ring, nineteen ninety six. We're gonna see Stone Cold win it, and then it's gonna be like all fireworks from there. And that's kind of also a little bit of the story that WWE likes to tell a lot of the time. And it's 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 interesting how there's now that that vision and that almost Mandela effect or that or that revisionist history on WWE's part is like oh yeah Austin won King of the Ring and then he was a superstar from there yeah he was well, just catapulted yeah, yeah he, it, he he just like he he won King of the Ring and then he fought Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14 no there's a whole two years between those points yeah and. This is that. This is the story that we're telling. He, he was catapulted into superstardom, but that's like the slowest catapult ever. Is what, is what <laughs> he was. Seems he, was he was slowly pushed up a hill like a broken down car that yeah. needed to be pushed back to Waco, yeah. Texas, because oh. it needed repairing. Yeah, he's he's on the ascent. That's for sure. Yeah, but it was it was a really good package. It really mm-hmm. made you kind of question. Okay, how strong is Shawn Michaels? You know, it made Stone Cold look really good, and it was exciting. Well, maybe excited is a is a strong word, but it was interesting to see um, them start to build that hype. So the first match that we get out is Vader versus Phineas Godwin, mm-hmm. but it was really hard to pay attention. The, the action wasn't so much in the match as it was on commentary, and I feel like that was kind of the story for the majority of this show. Uh, because we get the announcement that Vince is returning to host Raw next week um, mm-hmm. with King, that JR and Kevin Kelly have been assigned to other projects, is what they, we're told later on in the show. And JR, JR says, news to me, pal. <laughs> right. And tells, like, I don't know if, if Kevin Dunn, executive producer, knows, but I don't work for him and I don't answer to him and I'll be at Raw next VPs week. VPs don't answer to executive producers. That's right. And so it's it's pretty crazy. Um, the match in and of itself, I felt like, was a decent match. Vader kind of dominated through the majority of the first half of the match. And then Sid's, uh, Psycho Sid comes out with a distraction, and Phineas is able to gain a little bit of headway, but it doesn't really last very long. Um, Vader blocks the slop drop by grabbing the ropes, and then from there it's just Vader beating the snot out of Phineas until he ultimately gets the win. Yeah. So you pretty much nailed the whole the whole match. Uh, the and again, with like you you said, the whole show for me, I, I was on uh, Jim Ross watch for this whole show because he was just dropping bomb after bomb after bomb. He was he was the saltiest that we've ever seen Jim Ross. Uh, he was pulling no punches to the point where it was it was taken away from the the in ring action for me because yeah. I wasn't concentrating waiting to hear Jim Ross slag somebody else off. It's oh, yeah. absolutely glorious. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, a good little opener. Uh, Phineas Godwin uh, gets that little bit of momentum in the in the middle of a match, but Vader comes off looking strong, going into into uh, Buried Alive. Uh, interesting that Jim Cornette didn't come out with him uh, to, the, to the ring, and we get uh, uh, the news that JR has stopped Cornette appearing on Livewire. Uh, and Kevin Kelly gives him grief about that and saying, according to Tom Pettengill, he was a big part in that. And JR saying, Corny volunteered to not be on the show, but also that Corny's got a, a bit of a big mouth. I mean, how right is he in that? Uh, but he does end up coming out at the end to to celebrate with uh, with, with Vader. But yeah, a cool little opener. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this match, Tanner? It was fine. Like Kind of like Max <laughs> pointed out, um, you know, it, it was the, the the trend here is how distracting everything else around the matches are. Right. Um, this whole entire show, really, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, you got a little bit of a Phineas Godwin comeback, and um, 
Yeah, it's cool for him. I mean, it, it feels like he's always on the cusp of something. And they were talking about how uh, the Godwins picked up a pretty big win on a on a show previously. So, I mean, I'm hoping to see more more from the Godwins in that matter. But it always seemed inevitable that that Vader was gonna, you know, find a way to pick up the victory here, especially going into a pay per view against Psycho Sid. Yeah, um, and Phineas yeah. got some pretty good offensive moves on Vader. Things that. Normally, because of Vader size, you wouldn't think would happen. And so I think, you know, it, the, the match did what it needed to do. It put Vader over. It helped build more towards Vader and Sid. And I think Phineas still looked really good at the end of this match. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, I don't that, think it took anything away just because of the offensive moves that he was able to accomplish on a 458-pound Vader, mm-hmm. you know. That, that scoop slab he, he pulls off. Right. Really, really good, and uh, the 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 manoeuvring to the slot drop was 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 really unique and a really unique way of uh, Vader avoiding that slot drop by essentially gripping hold of the top rope uh, and then uh, going into into the, the the splash and the Vader bomb. Yeah, I thought this match was was decent enough, uh, a good little opener. Absolutely. So let's keep it moving. The next thing we got is Jr. interviewing Mr. Perfect in the center of the ring. Um, JR starts asking about, you know, how are you doing? Uh, you know, are you keeping in shape? What are, you know, what are you doing? Are you prepared? And Mr. Perfect's like, first of all, let me just say, there is only one Mr. Perfect, which kind of felt like to me, him kind of slagging off what was going on with the razor and diesel issue. <laughs> but it, it, like, so it was kind of like, was, that, but yeah, it absolutely makes sense. It was kind of like he was slagging JR, but JR, like, he completely no sells it or doesn't catch it, the innuendo in there. But that's where my brain went and uh, talks about how perfect he is and how perfect his body is and how he's always ready. Do you ever see me looking any less than perfect? No, because oh. I'm Mr. Perfect. All these young kids with their floppy hair and their, their right. flippity floppity flues. They're video they're, games. Yeah, they're video games. <laughs> he didn't actually say that, but yeah. no. But yeah, he he's not worried about the new generation upstarts. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, and so um, a lot of the allusions to him being the one Mr. Perfect. And this was actually on commentary later in the night was how they were giving, they were making comparisons between triple H and Mr. Perfect. And that's where you're getting like the, Oh, there's only me as Mr. Perfect. There's only I'm Mr. Perfect. Triple H is not that guy. Rick Um, Bogner is not Mr. Perfect. Right, right. Rick Rick (laughs) Bogner's razor too. Glenn Jacobs is not Um, Mr. Perfect. (laughs) Right. So, so that's that's where the illusions were too. Is that people were saying, "Oh, well, Triple H is like Mr. Perfect now," and it's not really. That's 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 what Mr. Perfect is saying here. But I think for for that comparison, it has more to do with the way that the style in which the both of them wrestle. You know, yeah. there's a, been a lot of comparison there, but I think it's kind of fun that we can, but we can see both explanations being valid for the, you know, so maybe there was just a little bit of double entendre within that. Like he meant this, but he also meant this or, yeah, I mean, you know, or so. could have. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was a, it was an interesting, good little segment vignette mm-hmm. promo um, deal. Building to next week's big match. Right. Between Wink. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Mm-hmm. Which the is really blood. a mouthful. The blue blood, Mr. Yes. Yes. Um Mr. Perfect says he's in the best sh- he's in perfect shape, which uh which that might be a, a bit of a stretch. Um, here, round here. is a perfect shape. Round round is a yeah, you only have so many perfect circles. Um also prior to the segment, we got a commercial for the uh the Survivor series and WWE Hall of Fame, which is interesting because mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. you know, here in this era that we live in now, we 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 kind of mold those, you know, the Hall of Fame segment with with WrestleMania. That, that's right. part of WrestleMania weekend, and it's uh, interesting to note that this was uh, they were doing this during Survivor Series weekend in mm-hmm. uh, live in New York City. Yes, and we also got an advert for um, the Big Bang Big Bang Boom tour. I'm glad you brought big, this up. It's that, bad, I was getting there. It's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who comes up with these names? Big Big Bang Boom Tour. Um, so this was <laughs> what's fun is uh, maybe not fun, but they they splice in footage of atomic bomb testing with WWE wrestling. Oh. It's like mm, 
<laughs> Massacre on the nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so yeah. So yeah, we got that ad, and then the match that we have been waiting months for. I mean, from since episode one of the show, essentially. Well, episode two, the raw after King of the Ring. Yeah. We we've been yeah. waiting for this. Jerry the King Lawler versus Jake the Snake Roberts. King comes out before the commercial break, and then once we come back from the commercial break, apparently he's been talking and slagging him off the whole freaking time. The commercial break, though, is for yeah. those amazingly spiffy um, denim, denim shirts. Yeah, oh, yeah. doesn't yeah. want a $50 yeah. denim shirt with uh, uh, The Undertaker on the back. Sean Michaels or Bret Hart. You <laughs> the know. man, yeah. the myth, and the legend. And it's three different people for each yeah. one of those. This is a, definitely a 90s commercial because it's oh, yeah. because of the, I, of the I, denim. I put, I put it to you, Tally, you have one of those shirts. I, I do not actually have a denim shirt, <laughs> believe it or wow. not. I, I, have a a denim, Texan. I have a, a denim Texan. I have a denim jacket. Oh, I have a denim and, jacket. Handing sure. your Texan card, sir. I'll, I'll go get it. I'll go get my denim jacket. I have a no, denim shirt know. and a denim jacket. He's literally going to he's go left, get it. He's left. He's the left the recording. Stream, the recording to, to go get his more Texan. Wow. He's actually got, he's, <laughs> so didn't even mute his back, which no. is brilliant. Look, there he comes. And there he is. There he is. Let's it's, see it. It's it's in the wash. <laughs> yeah, it's a, this is a denim bomber jacket right here. Oh, with the the, the faux sherpa fuzzy lining. That's very that's this very is, Texas, honestly. This is, this is very Texas. So I've that got, needs a bowl or tie. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe so. Maybe a ten gallon hat. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's my jacket. So I, I've got that. I don't have a denim shirt, but I definitely have that. Does it have the Undertaker on the back? No. Blazoned on the back. Oh, <laughs> hey, we could take it to the mall and get it airbrushed for him. Yeah, we could for eight for fifty dollars plus eight bucks shipping. <laughs> no, I'm good, thanks. I appreciate the offer. No, we'd have to put it, it's Tanner. We got to put Shawn Michaels on it. Shawn, you, you act like Shawn Michaels is my favorite guy. Uh, you know, but uh, you talk like he is. He's the, he's great. The he's amazing. Recordings. He's he amazing, is. but uh, he's not my all-time favorite. He's okay. he's amazing, though. I will say that. Okay. I'll, I'll stick up for any wrestler from Texas. Most wrestlers from Texas. Okay. Dustin <laughs> Rhodes, I throw that out to you. <clears throat> I said, so we most. get this match. <laughs> I'm not going there, y'all. <laughs> keep hashtag keep stepping. Friend of the show, friend of the stars, friend. <laughs> we're gonna cover this match. Are friend just... to the homeless. Friend to the homeless. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So we get back from commercial break and King has been talking crap about Jake the Snake the entirety of the time. King and Kevin, uh, not King, JR and Kevin Kelly are continuously talking over him. We can't really hear much of what he's saying here and there. No, it's it's worse. King's music is playing. JR is talking. And so is King on, on all different channels. And it's like, I can't hear anything. There were so many in the closed captioning. There was so much... 
uh, in parentheses, inaudible, inaudible, so, inaudible. So, so Mags's JR watch caught that uh, JR was slating Jerry uh, as he uh, he ran down uh, Jake Roberts, and he said that in twenty years of commentary. King has not analysed a hole in wrestling, and that a guy called Vince, who doesn't know the names of the holds, will be uh, will be on the show, and he'll end up carrying the whole damn broadcast. Um, so yeah, and then he throws in a football reference for good measure. Yeah, yeah. he talked about. Um, is this the reference where he? No, that's that's later. He he talks about a he talks about another football reference yeah. later in the My show. My God, that football team came back from forty five nil, forty five to zero down, forty five nil. Clearly, whatever was happening was so bad that even Jr. was. I mean, K, yeah, Jr. was checked out. But yeah. yeah, he's King is yelling last call, trying to get Jake out to the ring. Mm-hmm. Jake finally comes out, and not only does he have the bag with the snake, but he has a fifth of alcohol wrapped in a brown bag. Mm-hmm. He looks very pissed. disheveled. Yeah, he looks very disheveled. He looks like he's stumbling a little bit. And mm-hmm. King's like, "Look at him, he's drunk already." Mm-hmm. And before the match can even start, Gorilla Monsoon comes in to interfere. And because we didn't see this on camera, what we saw was the referee, Gorilla Monsoon, and Jake having a little meeting of the minds. And, and a wink. Jake's like, no. Yeah. No, Gorilla. Like, nope. I'm fine. I'm going to fuck this bastard up. <laughs> right. And commentary is saying he's fine, but a king is apparently not paying attention to any of this. Yeah, unbeknownst and- to king somehow. Oddly, I kind of figured that's what was going to happen anyway. But I would have rathered have not seen it. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. rather have there been a surprise. Maybe Jake pulls Gorilla to the side, whispers in his ear, no, I'm not, you know, have us have no clue as to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That think- Monsoon allows the, the match and then have it turn out the way it did. Yeah, and, and WWF actually doubled down on on spoiling this this angle because Jim Ross says on on uh, commentary, I don't think he's really drunk. I think he, this is all a ruse. And you're like, Jim, we we get Shut it. Up. We get that it's a ruse. <laughs> don't you don't have to shovel it down our throats. But I've hated this this angle from day one. Right. But mm. this was probably the best way they could finish it, making yeah. uh, Jerry Law look like an absolute clown. I uh, mean, because uh, Jake hits the DDT and it's a one, two, three, it's, it's, it's done. Yeah. And we get the line of the show, Kevin Kelly shouting at the top of his lungs, Jake Roberts is not drunk. It's true. <laughs> it's just awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. And then, uh, Jake goes on to to pour the the very what looks to be a cheap whiskey uh, in a or vodka. Bottle. It was clear, so I'm, I was guessing it was vodka or maybe clear tequila. It's something cheap. Who knows? It was it Jake looked... probably drunk the actual whiskey and then topped it back up yeah. afterwards. <laughs> There you go. Uh, he's, he poured it oh, over. Sorry, the king. Jake. I apologize. All of a sudden, Mags has turned into Jerry Lawler. <laughs> I'm Jerry Lawler now. Like, really? Well, what's I've in your cup? Every... Oh, you're sipping over there and gargling, Mags. Huh? I've become huh? everything I detest. There you go. You're a monster. Play um, the hero long enough to see yourself as the villain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've ever been the hero. To be fair. <laughs> I was trying to give you a little credit, buddy. But uh, if you want to see Jake stumble out to the ring for real, you can catch it in three years' time on Heroes of Wrestling, which is a heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> you can, you can, which you covered on uh, on Headlock Talk. Yeah, you can you can watch that happen for realsies, and uh, boy howdy. Um, no, but this is a, this is a feel good moment here for Jake as he, like I said, pours the the liquor over King and uh, and then wraps him dangerously uh, with an anaconda over his neck. <laughs> Revelations, the anaconda as well. Yeah, yeah. which it's always funny to me because I've watched um, the the documentary that Steve Yu and Diamond Dallas Page did on. Uh, Jake Jake's recovery and helping him out and whatnot. The resurrection. Yeah. yeah, and it's and I've heard you know stories about Jake living with with DDP, and that man's scared of snakes. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's funny to me now to kind of see Jake confidently taking this snake out of the bag and wrapping it around people and stuff, knowing that he's afraid of snakes. And so I, I just find that a little, little chuckle worthy to yeah, he's, me. He's a, bit, he's a bit hard on the snake too. Like you forcefully wrapped that snake around. Right. But he was doing a good job of controlling the head. I, I mean, that's, that's the type of snake that it's more, it's not the. It's a gripper. It's yeah. A it's a squeezer. Constrictor. It's not a, a poison striking snake. Right. Right. You know, yeah. but you still wouldn't want a big bat from it. What no. that, that, or, you know, I mean, like that's, that's really rough on the animal, you know? Like that's yeah. kind of what that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, "Oh God!" Like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Peter would not approve. No. <laughs> no. Surprised they weren't up in arms at this. You point would not see that again on today's. Uh, no. Wrong. Mm-hmm. No. So then we've got more of um, the real Double J. Jesse James, Jim Johnston, I mean, and Jesse Jim Johnston, <laughs> the other J- Double J. Um, more of that interview and how they are drip was... feeding us this bullshit armor. They're yeah, really drip feeding us. <sighs> and they're just giving it to us in these little bitty blocks, and it, they're mm-hmm. saying the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, Jarrett plucked him out of obscurity and promised to take him. Uh, to the moon. No, that's that's where my head was this whole segment. You know, he was going to pluck him he, out of obscurity. He plucked and me out of that bar, out of the middle of nowhere, and he he left me nowhere. Yeah, you know, bright the, the lights words he and said. big he took city me from nowhere and to the left unemployment. Nowhere. Yeah, to, yeah. And so, and then next week we're going to get even more of this dribble force fed to us, as well as apparently Jesse James was. Uh, an active soldier in Desert Storm, and he's going to talk about that. Hmm. So, I mean, just building uh, that sob story. We 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 must also make note that uh, Jim Johnston is helping Jesse James record an album, um, and he's <laughs> excited to show the world all the versatility that Jesse James can provide. Uh, one note here of uh, Jesse James is actually re-recording with my baby tonight. Because he didn't the, actually sing yeah, it the yeah, which be, first which, place. Which, which begs the question, if he sung the original, why does he have to re-record this one? Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Fun it's time. really weird. So then we move on to the next match. Freddie Joe Floyd versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, Kevin Kelly, that's when he informs us that him and JR have been reassigned. They don't know to what. Uh, JR is telling him, don't you live in Connecticut? Well, I would rent if I were you. How does your wife feel about all this? And Kevin's like, well, she's concerned. Like, they were really good. JR was brilliant. He was really going in on this, you know, and continues to talk about the unsanctioned match between Undertaker and Mankind and then uh, Vince is greedy you know basically it's unsanctioned because the match is not insured and he just wants the money and well I mean of course he does he's Vince McMahon but that's neither here nor there you know and it it was a somewhat decent match overall but this whole first half probably three-fourths of, of this show is just really overshadowed by commentary, mm-hmm. really and truly. And, and what's going on with commentary is really more interesting than what's going on on screen and in the match. It's it's really kind of strange. But uh, Freddie Joe Floyd is out first, then followed by Hunter Hearst Helmsley and yet another beautiful lady. Um, and in order to, tr- to attempt Mr. Perfect from stealing her, he handcuffs her to the ring ropes. <laughs> I mean... It was a different time in 1996. If you wanted to keep your woman, you had to handcuff her to a, an immovable object so no man could swoop in and steal her from underneath yeah. you. Oh, God. Those are, oh, those are God. the rules. You know? And she didn't seem too excited about this, to which I would say, uh, Mr. Helmsley, consent is key, okay? Mm. Yeah, but Consent keys also opens, in, padlock, opens the handcuffs. That's right, because yeah. eventually Mr. Perfect does come out. He sees what's going on and myst- magically appears with a key that he turns around and gives to the security guard behind him, mm. unlocks her, the gets out. The security guard is, is on his payroll. Right, yeah. and Hunter Hearst Helmsley, of course, gives chase, goes after Mr. Perfect, who turns around and lands a perfect punch 
knocking Triple H off of his feet, which allows Freddie Joe Floyd to get the win on a countout. Which that should which, be a that should be a DQ. Like yeah, that should exactly. Be a... <laughs> that annoyed me straight away. If the referees there stood, I mean, usually referees are stood looking at the person who's out and giving him the the animated ten count. If he saw Mister Perfect clock Triple H, he should have then disqualified uh, Freddie Joe Floyd. But no, he carries on counting. It's ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm. But it furthers the story, and we're going to get that amazing match uh, of the of the Mister Perfect and the Mister Perfect Two Point next week. Wink, wink. But I mean, the the countout happened very close. I mean, by the t- it, it was like maybe a second or two after Perfect hit him. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so the ref it was, was committed. Really, it was yeah. Committed, it was like, yeah, I, I'll ignore that for now. <laughs> yeah, I'll go nine ten. I mean, they were practically at the entrance ramp. It wasn't like it was right by ringside. So I could I could somewhat justify it. Perfect wasn't on the ring apron. He wasn't ringside. They were far enough away that it really didn't affect the match in either Freddie Joe Floyd or Triple H's favor. You know, mm-hmm. he was that far away. He may as well have been walking backstage anyway. So yeah, I, I, mean, I think there, I think the count no out was, was works better. better. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the count out works 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 out better. Hmm. So, Jr. also makes note of the beginning of the match that uh, the Oklahoma Sooners beat the Texas Longhorns the previous weekend. Yes, and and, they uh, did. and he can fuck right off. I think he also he also uh, uh, when when he would, uh, Kevin Kelly was mentioning about that they won't be on the show. He says, uh, "I don't know who you're talking uh, talking about. Are you have you got a mask in your pocket, Tonto?" Uh, really, oh yeah. Uh, and then when he uh, gets to the the part about um, living in Connecticut, he says to uh, to Kevin Kelly because Kevin says something about being uh, worried for his job. Uh, does he think uh, does Jr. think he's going to be safe in his job? And Jr. says, "Sure, wink, wink, but don't hire any real estate agents." He says, "If you're still in Connecticut, keep renting, but you'll be fine when you are in Zimbabwe or any of those other third world countries doing voiceover work." Good lord, oh, it was he was a salty ass bitch. It was real. He was saltier than his barbecue sauce, or his ranch dressing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. Let's not go there. Oh, jeez. So, moving right along, we get another video package, um, this time interviewing directly or speaking directly from uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mm -hmm. who calls out Bret Hart and says, basically, since you were so cowardly as to not face me in Philadelphia, then um, I'll beat the man who beat you. Mm -hmm. saying he's going to beat Shawn Michaels for him. Um, And so... That's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Mm -hmm. There you have it. Because Stone Cold 316 said, I'll just whoop your ass. Yes, we're getting there. We're getting those Austin Austin, um, catchphrases, and it's it's amazing. I love it. Yep. And then we had another Mr. Perfect video package to hype up the match between him and Hunter Mm -hmm. Hearst Helmsley on Monday for Raw. Um, and then Sonny comes out yeah. and <laughs> drops a new photo from the ceiling and then the, goes right to commentary. The hottest thing in the world today, me. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, she's not wrong. Son- Sonny was kind of the hottest thing going at the time. And then J.R. Watch says, Sonny makes Pamela Anderson look like a Harvard graduate. Oh. Oh. And then she joins commentary. <laughs> yes, then she joins commentary. We got our first of two video packages um, for the Mankind Undertaker match, the Buried Alive match. This one from um, Paul Bearer and Mankind. Mankind says he's had a vision. And this was just, this was some genius promo work from Mankind. I mean, Mick Foley is like, I don't know if he was coming up with his stuff, if he had some help, but this whole promo was just, I'm looking for a friendly face and all I see is contempt. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Undertaker will be looking into the eyes of mankind for mercy uh, and all he'll get is his lungs filling up with cold soil. Oh, great promo. I, it was I am- it was really mm-hmm. good with, you know, in the random interjections of Paul Bears. Oh, yeah. It's not my fault undertaker it's not mankind's fault it's yours this is all your fucking fault 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, then, and then we go back to the ring and we see uh, Alex the Pug Porto has entered the ring and he's Yay. going to be facing Farouk. And JR finally says, as this match gets underway, everything that we've all been saying about yes. Farouk's headgear being absolutely Dang embarrassing. Wrong. And it's all Vince McMahon's fault. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting quip from Jr. because it's it it really is him touching a really close nerve. And I know we've talked about all episode about how salty and animated Jr. has been, but like this is really one of those sharp critiques that I feel kind of helps WWE at this time in hopefully at some point realizing we need to get out of the late 80s and actually jump into some right. modern kind of sensibilities here. Because, yeah, Farouk wearing a helmet doesn't make sense. It's not cool. It doesn't look cool. It looks lame. And, it and makes Farouk as much, is... It made as much sense to do it then as it does now to have Karrion Cross wear a helmet. It's okay. stupid. Well, yeah, but I mean, at least Karrion Cross's gear looked like up to date. Like, you know, I mean, Farouk looked like he was about to star in Conan the Barbarian. Or he's you know, going to be on uh, American yeah. Gladiators. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looked dumb. And Jr. notes about how he was a, a like a great uh, collegiate football player, yeah, three time um, All American, three time All American, uh, Heisman um, nominee. Like he's he's talking about like all his, of Ron Simmons. Yeah. You know how important Ron Simmons is as a professional athlete, and how stupid it is that he looks the way that he does. And and I thought that was a very poignant um, remark here by Jr. Um, the match itself is kind of just there. It doesn't. It doesn't I mean, that, really... that's been the theme for yeah. all of the matches, though. The matches have, have really played second fiddle to what's been uh, the story building that we've got in commentary and in, in the promos. Mm. The, the match. This was definitely a go home show of the of the mid nineties, where the matches had no consequence whatsoever. It was just whatever we can do to get to the pay per view. Right. And I feel like the match was there more for the sake of, you know, we had Livewire that we've talked about before happen the previous weekend and they had Ahmed Johnson on Livewire and Farouk mm-hmm. called in with Sonny oddly lurking behind him like she's minding her own business, but isn't. And there was a lot of exchange back and forth between Farouk and Ahmed Johnson. Hey, how's your other kidney? I hope it's yeah. good. You know, we were right. both raised in the streets. Tell me where it send me your address. Which, I'll come to your house right which, now. Which for me, that whole part where they were talking about that being in the streets and they both are uh, products of uh, of uh, of poor neighborhoods. That to me, rubber stamps exactly what Tanner was saying yep. about uh, about Farouk wearing this ridiculous gladiator uh, setup. Farouk's character was he was a thug from the streets. Um, right. No, no one with any respect in in the in the ghetto would wear that ridiculous tinfoil helmet. It's a simple. No, you'd be laughed straight out of it. You'd yeah, be exactly. laughed right back out but, of the ghetto. I mean, and they go on more and more. Like you know, Ahmed tries to give yeah. Farouk. I'll meet props. you at your fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but he he Tell actually. Me where you live, bitch. <laughs> Well, but before that, before it got to that, it was yeah. You were you were all these things, and Farouk is interjecting his own accolades and whatnot. He's like, I'll I'll give you your due. You know, you're a great athlete and competitor. But you know, when I see you, it's on site, (laughs) right? And they they even go into this whole thing like, oh, how could you do that to a brother and racism? He's like, I don't care if you clear. Once we're in that ring, (laughs) it's on. I was that like, was a brilliant line. Like, look, I know I'm pretty pasty and white, but I don't know that I've ever seen somebody who's clear. Like, that's just crazy. Well, uh, this is very much an uh, as close to an attitude era promo that we've gotten so far. I mean, even with all due respect to the, uh, you know, Austin promos that we've gotten previously, uh, even on this episode of Raw, it's it's always it's catchphrases. Austin's giving catchphrases and he's trying to find a way to work that in with his character and and it, it, it feels rather forced at times. This feels like it was it was ton from the heart on both sides of Ahmed Johnson and Farouk. And that really just makes me want to see that matchup happen even more. Yes, right. Correct. Um so this 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 was actually brilliant. I'm glad they added this in. Right. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't really seen 
we, we haven't had the regular updates and information or seen anything about Ahmed Johnson in a couple of weeks. And it kind of goes back to what I had said previously when we were being force fed so much of it right after his injury that, you know, let it let it simmer, you know, put it to the side for a little bit. And I'm glad that they showed this this uh, video from Livewire because, you know, Raw's the big show. That's what everybody's going to catch. Not everybody's going to catch Livewire. And so this put me right back into being interested in the Ahmed Johnson Farouk matchup. And so I am completely ready for that. Um, it, we're not done, Tanner. It's too early to wave. Hang on. I'm, I'm waving at my dog. My dog's <laughs> oh. looking at me. Is, uh, your dog, is it Jeffro the dog? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I might have a knock at the door here soon, so it might <laughs> might be my delivery. You know, uh, Jethro is might, definitely yeah, Jethro. Jethro took a plane. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> so then we get to actually the best match on the card, in my whoa, opinion. Whoa, whoa, mom, slow your roll. What? You're missing out the Undertaker um, promo. I mean, we see Austin walk out. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So wait, let's go back. You know, Farouk ends up getting the win on the pug. So that's the end of that. We yeah. get announced Sean Paul. Bat. So Kevin Kelly calls the Dominator the Tiger Bat, which yes. is a horrific name for uh, the finishing move. Yeah, that's that's almost as bad as Bearcat. Is, is, is that because? Well, Bearcat has a historical reference okay. point. Uh, we'll have to talk Bear, about that later because I was like, what? Bearcat Wright was a famous. Uh, uh, African American professional wrestler who, who changed the oh. who changed the the game of professional wrestling for uh, African American athletes. Okay, cool. I, I have been informed. I stand corrected. Yes. Just like you know, at halftime on. I Tackers. also have a stuffed animal named. Glad Bearcat, to be wrong. And uh, Bearcat's cool. So I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> so yeah, we did get the second half of those video packages. Um, this one from Taker. It stopped raining. The 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 storm is coming. Yeah, the storm uh, is coming. The Undertaker's gonna done. Use, he's going to use his purple fist to be the judge, jury, and executioner. Um, if he has to end himself, he will do to take mankind down, and and he he urges mankind to essentially imagine his last breaths, and then imagine not resting in peace. Um, purple yeah. fist. Be a, this purple fist could be a that, that's all the takeaway that i got from that promo <laughs> I, I will say this purple is fist. this is not one of taker's best promos uh if you had to put this one and the mankind one up against each other mankind yeah. killed that one yeah. hot, hot take here but i'm so tired of that of these promos between the two of them in the graveyard it's it, i have the monty it's only python weeks I, I know, but and it's I have two weeks a, too much. Yeah, I, I I have the Monty Python get on with it kind of feeling ah. every time they cut to the graveyard. And I think it's been it's been three weeks, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that they keep mm-hmm. panning to the graveyard. And it's like, why don't you have some kind of other match? Yeah, promotion, confrontation, uh, something because this graveyard here. I know it's a cool visual, but yeah. And not only that, they're not going to be having the match in a graveyard. They are going to be reconstructing a graveyard within the arena for the match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just for the purpose of the match. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be more enticing to sell a pay-per-view by having a confrontation in the ring between the two of them, even if it was just for a split second? Hmm. Yes. I mean, that makes sense. But you know that they've recorded all of these promos in one sitting and that's why uh undertaker he didn't have to record his in the rain because it stopped raining by the time it was his turn to record well yeah. if, and if i'm not mistaken this they're still recording in blocks for raw because they're yeah. still in hershey yeah, yeah. yeah. so which and, is home of hershey chocolate factory by the way because i did listen to that episode and where i can, was absent where i just can, left you guys you can tell that this was the last of the block because there yeah. was a lot of empty seats over, yeah. the, over the past few episodes. This has been an excited, uh, energized crowd. This 
this crowd wasn't that excited and wasn't that energised. I mean, these have had to sit through the reveal of of, uh, of Razor and and uh, Diesel, so no wonder they, they they left halfway through the recording block. Right? Nope. Yeah, and I'm going, that's me done. I'm, I'm going, beating the traffic. I'm going to Nitro. Thank you very much. Oh. So, but yeah, yeah, Hershey chocolate is done in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Matter of fact, I have been to Hershey Park. There's a large theme park there. My dad lives 20, 30 minutes. Um, (laughs) It is not made of chocolate, but it it heavily features chocolate. It has one of the world's oldest wooden roller coasters there, which I've ridden. It gives me a large headache. Made of wood. Made of wood. Made of wood. And very, I don't care for it. A, a, a town close to me has one of the oldest uh, wooden roller coasters as well, uh, Blackpool. I, I just, oh. Ah, yeah, I've heard of that. Good old Blackpool. Yeah, it's it's the worst place ever. It's horrible. <laughs> it's not the Vegas of the North, as the as the, the try to claim it is. Well, you it's because, it's because you have a out. casino. You have a giant casino in Blackpool, don't you? It's. I mean, it's not giant compared to the ones on the Vegas Strip, but it's big for the UK. Right, right. Like it's, it's your it's, largest casino. That's in. It's in yeah. Blackpool. It's just chavy. It's a chavy, scumbaggy town. Whenever I mean, so, there's any so it's Vegas, warm, but I mean, yeah. whenever there's any <laughs> warm weather, uh, Vegas but questionable. <laughs> At half best. the country goes to Blackpool, and it's it's horrific. All right. Yeah. I'm glad I missed that when I was over there. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we get the video package, and then we actually, they announced the match before we got that video package, uh, but then we finally get Stone Cold Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels to the ring. We get Vader and Cornette watching backstage, and Cornette says uh, they're going to go through Sid so that they can get back to Michaels. Watching like this, though. Well, that's how you have to watch as wrestlers. It's so so annoying. You got to cheat to the camera. So that they can see that you're watching. Yeah. and all Vader does is grunts. He's like, nope, not going there. Nope. Got to straighten something out. Seems. Um, nope. <laughs> struggling. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, so I know that you made note that this was like your, the best match on the card, and I guess on paper it should be the best match on the card. It, it's a but by God. This, this okay, so, so then what match was better? There, what there was better? wasn't. They were all on an even playing field. There's so many distractions here in this match. I was so disappointed. What? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree with him because this was built up to be a huge match. It was Austin who was uh, com- the, yeah. the up and coming wrestler, uh, Shawn Michaels who was the champion, and we got rug pulled. Yeah, this, yeah. This, this could be the classic match. This should be, you're not wrong. Okay. The most anticipated match of Austin's they career. They built it like that as well. And, and then right you were like, uh, well, you got to see Austin outsmarting Michaels in some parts and then Michaels right. outsmarting Austin. That was pretty cool. That was a nice little exchange. But if you got into this thinking, I'm going to see basically WrestleMania 14 before it even happened, you are going to be supremely no, disappointed. No, and And like, I'm not saying... You know, by any stretch of the imagination, oh, no, it's of amazing. Of course, but it it the way it went down is about how I expected it to go down. I they're mean, not. Fair. They're not. I mean, despite the fact that it's, at the top of the show they did a whole video package about this match, saying right. that Shawn Michaels looks beatable. He's right. your champion. He still has to go through whoever he's going against on in your house i don't even remember it no for sure exactly exactly so they're not going to put michaels over they're Mm -hmm. too busy building up they have built up stone cold steve austin in this hour of television more than they have in the last four months so they're not going to have him lose either right my problem is my problem comes from this we did this video package for austin we talked about how important this is going to be we've had multiple promos about this video about this match taking place tonight and yet within 30 seconds of the match starting we're already doing a split screen promo with jim Cornette and vader and And then then another split screen with sid that's not telling me that this is important this is telling me that that you could watch this this like, is a like ruse. This, yeah, this doesn't matter. This I don't. Really I don't matter. disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But yeah. 
it's it's the shenanigans at the end. Like Jim Cornette and Vader, they could have shortened if they if all they did was just show them backstage watching it, I would have been perfectly fine with that. Same with Sid, you know. And Sid was fairly his promo from the split screen was fairly short. So I could have left and, and left with that as well. Because he talks about uh Vader's comments. Vader didn't make any comments. Vader huffed and puffed. It was all corny what made. Apparently, Sid can understand grunts. I don't know. <laughs> Meaning they, they, maybe they share a tribal wavelength. Uh, maybe. Of, of, well, of, to, to, to play devil's advocate, I understand Ori's point. Oh, this yeah. was to lead to the, the, the two matches. At, uh, at Jethro the dogs at the door. <laughs> But it was a rug pull. This was this was WWF, uh, which they end up doing time and time again. Promises of one thing, and then not delivering. Um, it, I mean, it, it will keep me interested for for the pay per view, but I, I would have preferred to see a, a, at least more action between the two uh, wrestlers before we got the the whole shenanigans. And all the shenanigans was was just a massive clusterfuck. I mean, why yeah. were Razor and Diesel coming out? Yeah. Um, we got the Savio Vega comes out, gets stunned, and then does nothing else. Absolutely nothing else. I think that was just, oh, yeah, by the way, we're yeah. going to see this match at the pay-per-view right. uh, for the fifth time. Uh, there were the interesting stuff with uh, with Sid and Sean and Vader uh, and th- that tension there. That stuff was cool, but the rest of it was just it was just fodder. Well, we've we've been informed by like on a few things tonight that uh, Farouk's having an intercontinental title match. I think we got informed that he was having an intercontinental match uh, at the pay per view, which that's news to me. And then another piece of news that Savio Vega would be challenging uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin at the pay per view. Again, this is the this is the lead in to the pay per view, and we're knowing we're learning about these things very last minute. It seems. I mean- Recent WWE, uh, they don't even tell you that. You find out when you tune into the pay per view. That's true. That's true. I mean, th- this is my thing. Okay, I expected this match to go pretty much how it did, and because they have built Stone Cold the way that they have, just within this one show, if nothing else, it builds the anticipation for the run back between Stone Cold and Michaels because you know Stone Cold's going to want that match. He's going to push for that match to happen. You know, what happened was absolute bullshit. You know, I want my match. And so, you know, and I could even see the argument being made for, you know, hey, let's make it a title match this time, you know. Mm-hmm. you're so involved in your drama that you didn't give me the respect and the attention that I deserve. And so now I want a shot at the title, you know, I mean, it, it, I, I know that the whole point of this match is to build for buried alive. Right. I don't think it really did that as much as they wanted it to, mm-hmm. but it left me wanting more of stone cold and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's that's what you would you would want, right? Is to have more of Stone Cold and 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 Shawn Michaels, um, and I completely get your your point about you know, hey, if it, you know if this is logical booking, then you would expect to see Stone Cold wanting to uh, challenge Shawn Michaels again in in the very near future. Um, I think that the difference here is this is this is nineteen ninety six Raw, and Stone Cold is hung up about wanting to face Bret Hart um, and Sean is going to be tied up with whatever outcome Vader and Sid are going to have. Um, right. So that's, that's your, your outlook here. Um, and you know, for, for the very near future is that, is that stone cold still, you know, has something in his craw about Bret Hart. We're going to see that carry you know, quite a bit of ways here. And and Shawn I mean, Michaels is going to have point. to deal with Shawn Michaels is going to have to deal with again uh, Sid or Vader, and um, that's been going on for a while now too. It seems to me, in my mind, adding Shawn Michaels into this makes sense in the fact that he's trying to Stone Cold is trying to antagonize Bret Hart into coming back. Like maybe if I beat the guy that beat you, maybe you'll come back so that I can whip your ass. You right. know. And so I I see where it fits in, but it almost goes back to the earlier storyline with Mankind, Paul Bearer, Undertaker, uh, Gold Dust, where there's too too many chiefs 
you know, not enough Indians. There, there's get, it's getting way too. There's too much going on in there. There's too, too many, many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, way too many variables trying to tie everything together, and so it's it's ending up more of a clusterfuck, in in not a good way. And so, I, you know, I wasn't disappointed with well, the ending. I don't know that I'm overwhelmingly excited about Buried Alive at this yeah. point, but it's. It, it, it is kind of did those, what it needed to do, but not really. Right. It's kind of one of those cliffhanger endings where you've got Austin having to deal with Savio Vega, and yet he's also trying to to put one over on Shawn Michaels. Psycho Sid comes to the ring, and then there's a little bit of tension because Shawn Michaels gets Irish whipped into Sid, and then they have a bit of a of a standoff and misunderstanding. Um, and then they end up clearing the ring of the heels as fake Diesel and fake Razor stand at the entrance ramp. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, what? It's like, too much. Yeah. It's right. too much. It's so much thrown in. And uh, Ori uh, said about not being excited for, for Buried Alive. Um, it would be cool if we got payoff to a lot of these things. But I don't know if you guys, uh, I mean, Tanner may remember Buried Alive, but uh, Ori uh, probably doesn't. But we don't get that payoff because Stone Cold doesn't face Savio Vega. Um, uh, Farouk doesn't get a title match against Mark Miro. Uh, these storylines <laughs> just don't end. They don't happen. Uh, we get Mark Miro taking on Goldust and Stone Cold takes on Triple H. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Good alive. old so, WWE revisionist history. Yeah, so we get the old switcheroos of stories, of matches on the preview that, that have no leading whatsoever. So this was certainly in a period where uh, WWF were clutching at straws, uh, in, still with one foot in the in the eighties, but trying to be uh, more uh, kind of nineties uh, and more um, like energetic, slightly and not knowing, modernized. Yeah, yeah. Um, frankly, the the show's not bad in terms of action, but. Uh, in terms of getting finality on storylines that we've had to watch weeks and weeks of Raw to get to. Yeah, yeah. it ain't happening. We ain't getting that. No. And and honestly, knowing what I know now of watching WWF, WWE for the last on and off 20 some odd years, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really not. Like, I want to be, but we I'm do, just... We, we do get a cool debut at um, buried alive, though. Uh, if I remember rightly, uh, I'm sure that's when Stone Cold gets his uh, glass smash theme music. Oh. So, we shall see. That to look forward to that mm-hmm. one. Dish, da-dun, da-dun, da-dun. That's it, and then the rest of the show. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's supposed to be fun. Uh, no, no title match being hyped up for uh, for buried alive either, and I don't, no. I, don't, I don't think we get one. So, no, mm. we um, <laughs> we get the intercontinental title, and I think the tag titles may be on the line. But uh, Shawn Michaels does wrestle on the card, but it's a dark match. Yes, That's against wild. Goldust, mm. against Goldust, who also faces Mark Miro. So Goldust in one show gets shots at the RC and the WWF title. What did he ever do to deserve that? <laughs> kept, he kept stepping. That's what he, he did. Kept, he kept stepping on the homeless. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Let, let's go home. <laughs> never before Tanner, before Tanner gets us a cease and desist order. I swear. From from the natural Dustin Rhodes. I feel like we need. I feel like we need that same little disclaimer banner that y'all get for Radio Techers for yeah. Tanner. <laughs> The views and ex- the, the views expressed by Tanner are not the views of all of Radio Taggers. He's on his own. At me, bitches. <laughs> when, and what? What? Is, since we are wrapping things up, what is that at Tanner? Yeah, you can at me at the Mad Attack UK, no. where you can leave all com- complaints and 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 uh, you know whether it's your your chips too being too soggy or you know uh, or the fact digestives or, do absolutely nothing for or, digestion. Yeah, yeah, if you if you feel, <laughs> yeah. If you feel like uh, your digestive isn't working, then that's that's something. No, you can find me on Twitter at uh, TexasGentleman underscore, uh, or you can also hit me up on Twitter at Radio Techers, uh, which is our um, uh, kind of our, our, our media channel uh, for YouTube and Twitch, where um, 
myself, Mags, um, and uh, Matt, we do football coverage. But but again, it's a whole combination of, of things because we've we've got Chris, who is our uh, senior field executive, field analyst. Um, we've got uh, Conrad, who's bringing in, uh, content here, and he's going to be uh, uh, providing new content for like short form stuff, along with uh, the Game of Two Halves uh, series that he's working on. Ori, you're obviously a part of it. You're gonna you're gonna be participating in some in some uh, nice Premier League football action as, as you excited. join us. You, yes, I'm very excited as well. Um, Ray has been getting in on the football action, and so yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. We cover not only you know Premier League football and Champions League football, but we also cover uh, wrestling uh, and MMA as well. So yeah, you get a whole boatload of good stuff over on Radio Techers. And then we have, uh, shortly, we're having a, a, a rewind look at um, Quantum Leap. Yes. The good old yes. show Quantum Leap with yes. a with Cy, the I believe. Cy, the effing delinquent for lacking cream soda. Oh, Cy and Bennett. And that's, remind me of the name of that show? Because I'm blanking completely. The waiting room. The waiting room. That's right. And that'll be here on Radio Techers. So everybody check that out. And Mags, mm-hmm. where can we find you? What's what, what do you have on the hot plate coming out? So if you have any issues with me, you can you can uh, tweet them to me at Texas Gentleman underscore. Uh, and <laughs> I won't give a shit if you um, message me uh, because I hate you all and yeah, keep stepping. Uh, but no, you can follow me on Twitter at Podfather Mags. Uh, I am uh, heavily involved here at Chairshot on, uh, uh, with, uh, with Ray on Midweek Mainstay and with Five Rounds. But I'm also a huge part of... Uh, of radio techers on on probably more shows than I should be, according to one of my uh, core members there. Uh, but yeah, I do the football coverage with Tanner and Matt, and then next week with Aura. Uh, I also uh, am involved in uh, the some of the short form football stuff as well as uh, uh, the MMA and and the wrestling content that we have over there with uh, with Five Rounds and with our uh, wrestling coverage. So definitely come and give us a like, a subscription, come and join in the fun. It's always Aura will attest how. Uh, how much fun we have in, in the chat during games. We literally talk about anything but the football. Um, so, yeah. yeah, come and join him. I mean, we talked a lot of, of football during the, the city. We actually game. did. This was the yeah. most football-heavy episode that we've ever done. It's great. And then, of course, with the delinquent side, you also have chain wrestling here on Radio Techers. Yeah, I, I try and not talk about that because I won the last four polls, and I'm not best pleased about that. Oh. But yeah, chain wrestling—it's a great way to end the, the weekend for me. A bit, we, uh, I'm really busy when, in terms of content at weekends, and that is like a, a really kind of fun come down where we uh, we have a lot of excitement in the chat, and then uh, once we've got through the non-wrestling topic. Uh, everybody kind of like just beds in and grabs a, a cup of cocoa and a, a comfy pillow and uh, we have a, a chat about wrestling and it's a, a great time i really 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 enjoy doing that show it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun you guys make a lot of great content and while i may be the draw you guys are definitely putting in the work it's a filler <laughs> oh come on now come on now so as for myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at Ori the Draw. Um, I have, of course, this here on ChairShot with a change in attitude. And You've got players. some big news coming up. I yeah. do. Some incredibly big Ew. news coming up. Coming up this Friday, October the 8th, I will be interviewing the one and only Kevin Kelly. Mm. And so, and that we're going to be... Uh, Giving some double coverage to that, both on Radio Techers and on ChairShot Radio. Um, We're going to be putting the audio version available on ChairShot. It'll be a special episode of A Change in Attitude covering that. And then um, the audio and visual version will be here on the Radio Techers channel. We'll probably, uh, those will drop the same day. Simulcast. Yeah, it'll be, it it will not be a live conversation. It will be recorded, uh, but they will drop it at at the same time at our normal, um, our normal time slot over on the chair shot on Monday evenings. <laughs> and so, and then might have something else in the works. And uh, always making these moves to I'm provide trying, amazing man. content for us. We, we are basking in our glory. <laughs> You're ridiculous. 
And so for the team, you can always find us over on Twitter at a change in attitude podcast. Um, or you can always drop us an email, your thoughts, your comments um, at a change in attitude podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And so feel free to send us those emails. And I know, isn't it Survivor Series right around the corner? Isn't that right after In Your House Buried Alive? Yes, certainly is. So I mean, we, we may... got hyped for the Survivor Series on this very show. That's mm-hmm. right. And so we may actually have a Radio Techers watch along in preparation for that show. So if you are not following us on Twitter, please do so. So yes. you can come join the chat. Yeah, absolutely. So any final thoughts, any final promos, anything we forgot left out? I think mm. we covered the gamut of this mm. show. This, uh, I think, as as we've we've all said, this was heavily, uh, heavily a commentary based show and a promo based show. The the wrestling was was pretty irrelevant, uh, apart from the rug pull match at the end. Um, but it give, it did give us a teaser of what we're going to get in the in the future. Um, and there were certainly bits that that excited you for for uh, buried alive. Um, so definitely tune in uh, next week for for that episode. Yep. So for myself, Tanner and Mags, thank you for joining us here on A Change in Attitude on Cheershot Radio, your home of sports entertainment and sports entertainment. And always remember to use your head. Kablam. (laughs) Tanner, are you going to wave again? He's waving his drink. Well done, sir. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.